Welcome back to Divided We Stand. I'm Victoria Lang here with Joe Aguirre. And today, um, it's the first day of spring. Honestly, let's hear it for the first day of spring. That's that. I can already feel myself getting cured, I feel, of everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Fresh. Very but much so. Let me tell you, we're not the only people that are you know, feeling good because down in Miami beach, they are throwing ragers, they're partying. It is spring break, baby. It is, it is on and popping down in Miami right now. It's like COVID ain't even a thing. And it's so crazy that over a thousand people have got arrested and they're extending it. Like it's a state of emergency until April 13th. It's so awful. Do you have any of those pictures? Oh yeah, we've got pictures. It's we've so got bad. Pictures. I'm sure that, that people have seen this kind of stuff on the news, but like this is absolutely insane. And I feel like it's not just Miami that's sort of like this. Right now they do have like curfews. But what I want to talk about is I feel like we should be doing more. Like we've done like a travel ban and stuff like that before. Why are these many people allowed to travel to Miami? Because I know this many people don't live in Miami or in Florida for that matter. Like what is going on? Uh, well, you know, look, Florida was already sort of a super spreader area. I, we have a lot of friends who live down there in Miami, and uh, even though they still want to believe that this thing isn't anything serious, they do know it is. And this is, again, you know, it's funny. I went to the grocery store earlier today, and I contemplated having my son join me and wear a mask and let him get out and see the world again. It's something he's been yearning for. And... I thought we're like a couple months away from the vaccine. What would be the point of risking it now? And mm -hmm. I look, I like to party just as much as the next guy. I understand why people um, feel like they don't want to get, you know, my daughter's a senior in high school and she's so upset that she's missing out on all of her cool senior year stuff. And I, I get it. Like I, I'm sympathetic to that, but you've already missed all these things and you're safe. And it's the reason why things are um, coming to an end. And, and that's something I think we should all be really excited about. And unfortunately we are still running into the same problem we've run into since this thing started, where some people are really not that interested in the um the we thing the idea that it's you know you got to put everybody first they want to do what they want to do and no one can tell them any different and we've heard the nonsense i think enough about your freedoms and your rights and how illegal and blah blah blah, 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 blah it's not fair whatever i mean people are this seems just so idiotic to me you're like at the, the light you see the light at the end of the tunnel why not just let it end. Mm -hmm. Is there anything like legally you could do or anybody could do like this? I don't know, like Florida could do because I know Florida is geezer town. So it's like, why are we allowing so many people to come in and out? Well, 
Florida just eased their restrictions a few weeks ago, and I would bet, knowing their governor, that it was 100% motivated by the fact that all these tourists were coming to town for spring break. That's mm. huge tourist money in Florida. They, I would imagine, make maybe 10, 20, 30% of their yearly profits or more in some towns, maybe higher than that on these kids coming into town and, and wreaking havoc. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, when you have young people, Victoria, not all of them are mature and are aware and just really don't give a rat's ass. And it's unfortunate. Right. Let me tell you, I'm 19. I would love to be doing a big fat yeehaw in Miami right now. But I just acknowledge that it would really suck to go there, have a like COVID time, like nothing would even really be open, like it would kind of suck. And then I would come home and then like kill my parents or something. Like, how do you not think about well, that? Well, kind of maybe your you're just really going to be ruined then. Maybe you justify it. No, I'm just going to go back to school when it's over. I'm not going to be near my parents. I've also heard <laughs> from a lot of I've heard from a lot of younger people the idea that at this point, I don't care if I get it. Most people live anyway. You know, they're not worried about whatever the long term consequences are of COVID. The 30 percent of people who develop that heart arrhythmia that doesn't seem to we don't know if that's a long-term thing or not. So, I mean, you're, it, this isn't like a bad cold for a week. You know, um, uh, JJ Vargas, our buddy from stir the pot sports, uh, had it. And I mean, he always seems sort of skeptical of the whole thing, you know, and then he got it and he will tell you, I mean, for three months, he was basically useless. Um, with the first month having all the symptoms and just being an absolute mess and then once you get over the symptoms, just being so lethargic that you don't have the desire to get out of bed, your body is so beat down. Three months. Again, we're like three months away from probably 75% of the country being vaccinated. What are we doing? And, and I would say even worse, again, the state of Florida is the state of Florida. I mean, it's its own special animal at this point, I suppose. <laughs> but the parents, I mean... Who's, whose kids are down there? Mm -hmm. I'm sure the people who teach their kids to wear masks and to social distance and that getting through this as a country is more important than the individual. That's not whose kids are down there in Florida. Right. I completely agree. I don't know. I just feel like we should be doing something else. I know, too, that the vaccines have been rolling out and stuff like that. And now we might even have a third one coming in. But... I still like you're still supposed to be social distancing. You're still supposed to be wearing masks and you're still not supposed to be traveling everywhere because they still don't really know the effectiveness of the vaccine. You know, like this is all so new, not encouraging people not to get it, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, we, 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 I think for the most part have a good handle on it. Uh, Kristen here chiming in. Yeah, there are COVID variants and different strains. And yes, Texas is also reopened. There's some other states that have slowly started to reopen. You know, uh, Victoria and I both live here in Connecticut and in my neck of the woods, Victoria. I mean, people are going out to dinner pretty fast and frequently at this point. It seems like people are out there wearing masks to their credit, most of them at least. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like things are already going towards people 
have kind of given up caring about this. And again, I just don't understand it when we're just so close to this finally being over. I, it, it blows my mind. But again, I mean, this also comes down to, I think, and I hate to say it, but it's a political issue. And again, I think there's people on the right who, you know, you're not telling me what to do. It's my right to go get COVID. Okay, I guess. Just yeah. good luck. Right. I think that that's the biggest thing is that there's really still people who don't believe that this is a thing or believe that it is their right to spread this to other people. Because I think that that is, I guess, the most heartbreaking is and also the most mind boggling is the fact that people don't understand that when you choose not to get a vaccine and when you choose not to wear a mask, it doesn't only affect you. It doesn't matter if you think you're sick or not, you could still be spreading it. And it doesn't only affect you. It doesn't matter if you think that you have Iron Man immune system. We're trying to get rid of this thing. We talk about it every week so it doesn't turn into the next flu because I, a lot of people think that they see that coming where instead of a flu shot every year, we're going to have to get a coronavirus vaccine or there's going to be a new strain of it. But that's why we have to kill it off now. So that doesn't become a thing. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, of course, you know, again, we just don't know a lot about it. We don't know enough about it. We don't know a whole lot of stuff about it. We don't know what it's going to look like. Come the fall when the flu season hits again and what that experience might be like and what kind of mutated flu virus might be combined with COVID. Lord only knows. So it's pretty clear that some states will give a crap and some states will continue to act like whatever until I, I don't know how many more people can die before you can run out of things to be like, well, you know, 85,000 people got eaten by a whale and. 34,000 right. people got their eyes pecked out by a parakeet. You know, this again, when we're talking about something that's preventable, something we've been sheltering in place for like a year for. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I, how do you stress to people that we all want to move on with this, but that we want to do it when it's safe? Safe is right. for everybody. That's the thing. I understand that everybody is over it. I understand that everybody is done with this. And I understand that we're getting the vaccines and I'm over it as well. But it doesn't mean that we can just give up on it and let things go back to the way they were because things will regress. We're not just completely out of this. So there's that. We have to keep paying attention. Um, Next, I want to talk about the newest thing. I guess it's not really new, but what's been brought to the table in the White House right now, I want to talk about immigration. Joe Biden is saying that our current situation is not a crisis. Um, Joe Biden's border, how do you say this word? I'm literally illiterate. I'm having problems right now. Czar? Uh, the czar. Yeah, he's a czar. C-Z-A-R. Yeah. Czar. Czar is sent to Mexico. It's on one Monday. of those words, Victoria, <laughs> that until you hear it, you don't you don't know how to spell it. Most people Yeah, know. I was about to say Sark or I don't even know. I don't even Let's move on. <laughs> so the czar is heading to Mexico on Monday to meet with officials about the influx of migrants coming to the U.S. border seeking asylum. And everybody knows that these people are not just coming here for no reason. They're not just coming here to 
I, I guess, sell drugs or to be pimps and rapists. I'll tell you that for sure. They're definitely not coming here for that reason. They're fleeing here so they can have a good place to go so they don't have to be in dire situations anymore. Um, I think the biggest issue is children, and they've also presented that, and that's what they're talking about, but it is still not a crisis. What do you think about that, Joe? And I don't know if I'm misunderstanding if it shouldn't be a crisis. Well, what? all right. A if crisis. That's a good thing. Yeah. A crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. A time when a difficult or important decision must be made, or the turning point of a disease when an important change takes place, indicating either recovery or death. Those are the definitions of the word crisis. Mm-hmm. That's a crisis. It's um, a crisis. <laughs> well, so look, you know, I think what you're running into is the word crisis sounds like a really bad thing. And that's not what a crisis is. Um, again, a time of intense difficulty, trouble or danger. Right. Um, I think this is not necessarily danger. I think this is definitely troublesome. Well, and I, I think, think this is something that. This is something that needs to be dealt with quickly. And and I, to get hung up on words is silly for the Biden administration to not just label it a crisis. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi already has referred to it as a humanitarian crisis. Call it that then. If you want to throw humanitarian in front of it, that's 100 percent factual because these are humans and it's a crisis. So call it what it is. I think as far as the Biden administration is concerned, again, Roberta Jacobson, the special assistant to the president, the czar, uh, as you didn't want to call her, mm-hmm. is on her way down there. They already had the generals down there last week. They're, they've got a serious situation to deal with. And the big problem I think you also run into is as soon as Trump left office, there was just a dash of people to the border, which I think goes a little bit against your idea that everybody's fleeing. I feel like this is just the latest opportunity. And that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean anybody's up to no good. Who want, who wouldn't want to live in America? It's a great country. But I think you will, will also attract some of the criminal element just because it seems like a more opportun, opportune time to get in the United States because you have um, the uh, and I don't believe this, but I think you have the appearance of a weaker border and this idea that ICE isn't going to be sending people back when. They're definitely deporting people as they should. I just feel like it is not. I just feel like it was presented that way almost that ICE like wouldn't be necessarily. I don't want to say that they wouldn't be deporting people because obviously we don't just need everybody running in here. But I will say, why wouldn't they just be doing it how they should? if? it wasn't a crisis. And I'm not saying that there's not going to be a couple bad people in every bunch. Like, obviously, there's bad people in the world, or there could be bad people coming here to do the wrong things. But if there is so many, how how can you say that they're not in a crisis if they're not going to do it the right way? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, look, here's the thing. I don't think it matters how they're going to handle it or what they see as the final solution. I read off the definition of the word crisis. And, you know, a lot of people have complained and we've certainly given them the proper leeway that I feel they deserved coming in. But 
you're, this is sort of a Trumpian kind of a thing where it's like, just call it a crisis. Not a crisis. Well, Nancy Pelosi said it's a crisis. It's not a crisis. I mean, it's a crisis. Just say it's a crisis. A crisis doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It just mm -hmm. means that you have a real troublesome situation on your hands. And an important decision needs to be made to rectify said situation. That's the textbook definition of a crisis. If the Biden administration wants to start playing enemies with the media and, and start going that game, then I suppose it's on. So right. own up I to what you have. Look, again, as far as I'm concerned, Victoria, we've got a crisis. They're doing the right things to manage it. They're sending the right people down there to evaluate it. But you got to call it what it is. Mm -hmm. Th this is a game. This is a game that for four years I said I didn't want to play. And I won't play it with Joe Biden as well. Right. I just feel like he's making himself look really bad, especially when he says that it's not a crisis. He's downplaying everybody who's in that situation's position. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to say that all those kids literally locked up in a cage or he says they're not, but literally locked up in cages? How are you going to say that they're not in a crisis right now? Like, that is like crazy like you need to do something and figure out what you're going to do with these people because they're people like it doesn't matter what their parents did or how they got here like that it's most certainly a huge deal look like i said victoria for four years i just want a a, a president and a press secretary that just is honest and doesn't make up alternative facts or tell me nonsense i'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it People were upset. Well, it's Joe Biden get all this slack. Well, Joe Biden and 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 uh, at least at the start, Jen uh, Saki was was being pretty uh, upfront. Uh, was called the task when they weren't, and I think this is a big mistake. I think this is an important situation. This is probably the biggest thing going on right now in our country. Mm -hmm. This is probably, I would say, probably topic number one for national security. To to suggest this isn't a crisis is to is to downplay it. We just spent the last year bashing Donald Trump for downplaying COVID and look at the mess we're in. Right. Why, why not call it like you say it? It's a crisis. It needs to be resolved. You've got the proper channels in place. Call it a crisis, then beat the crisis. And now you're a hero. That's actually even better. I just don't understand why he keeps messing up because he has people like AOC who has been consistently just like saying the right thing and like tweeting at him and stuff. Like, what are you doing? I just don't understand why he keeps putting himself in this situation. You know what I mean? Because this is exactly why people had any kind of hesitation about him in the first place or didn't want to vote for him. Yeah. Well, this is look, I, I don't want to relive this whole election. I mean, most people I assume voted for him because he wasn't Donald Trump. I just had that conversation with somebody about two hours ago. Um, Somebody sent me that video of, of Biden falling up the stairs. and was like, that's your hero. And I was like, where did I my <laughs> hero? I would have voted for anybody that wasn't Donald Trump. I would have voted right. for Ted Cruz if he was running against Donald Trump. I mean, pick pick the worst person on earth. I probably would have voted for that person. Uh, that that's that's how decisive that was for me. Now, um, Joe Biden has a short leash with me. I'm not a big fan of his. Never really has have been and 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 probably never will be. That's not. I don't know. That's just not. That's not what I'm all about. 
Right. Like I keep getting stuff or people always send me stuff because of obviously like I wanted him to win. And I just think that people should understand we wanted him to win so bad to get him out. Exactly. I would have, I mean, maybe I wouldn't have voted for Drake because I definitely didn't vote for Kanye, but like if he was like in those top two, you know what I mean? Maybe like, maybe I would have actually voted for Drake, but like, I really don't think that Joe Biden is the most fit person to do the job, but it's what we had to choose from. And him over Donald Trump, I'm going to have to pick Sleepy Joe, I guess. That's what you call him. <laughs> yeah, it's, look, it's unfortunate. I think we all would have preferred somebody younger, somebody who um, has more visionary thoughts for the future, somebody who doesn't have a history of saying really dumb things. So, yeah, look, he's he's not I, I'll put it to you like this. Frank from speaking of real just nailed it. He was the lesser of two evils. Exactly. I wouldn't necessarily call Joe Biden evil, but, you know, he's a special kind of incompetence. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, again, I, I could think of 100 people I would rather have in like legit. I don't mean Drake, who, by the way, is Canadian, so wouldn't be able to be president anyway, you guys. But um, yeah. I could think of 100 people. <laughs> that are serving as governors, not, and not Cuomo. He's out. Um, but I can think of about a hundred other people I would have picked over Joe Biden. The, I, I didn't feel like I had any other choice in the matter. Mm -hmm. This was a serious matter. We needed to get a good president in place. Well, no better yet. We need to get a bad president out. We needed to get somebody who I felt was, um, a little more mentally mature. He's been in office for 50 years. I mean, Joe Biden's a politician. And Joe brought uh, Joe Biden brought in a very diverse team of people who know how to play the political game. So <laughs> that's good for him. But yeah. that's not that's not satisfying people like me who, you know, all I could do is tell my like, hey, look, give Joe Biden a chance. He seems like a good guy. And he really does. But again, why are we playing games already? What is the point of that? What is the point of of? Again, when you think about all of my complaints the last four years about this guy calling the, the media the enemy of the people, and you're asked the question, is this a humanitarian crisis? The Speaker of the House and one of the leading members of your party called it a humanitarian crisis, and you're like, no, not a crisis. I what? don't think so. I, I, just, I just feel like I, it goes against everything that he like game, should be going for. It's a game. I voted for Joe Biden because I thought we were done with the games. I thought we were done with the nonsense and the blatant dishonesty and if we're gonna get right back into it then i think the the joy rides over and um you know let's go let's go big joe so i got like where's the action at also one last thing about this i just want to know like where kamala at why is she not saying anything yeah it's, you know, I'll say this. Look, this whole thing has been super weird so far since they took office. Right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did vote for Joe Biden. Uh, good question, Jared. Um, I voted for, for Joe Biden because I feel like that was the better guy of the two that we had. And I still stand by that. I've noticed the news has been pretty slow. Since he took office and I don't have a real problem with that. It's been kind of nice. It's nice to wake up at seven and not have to jump on Twitter to see if the world's on fire yet. 
Mm. So that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> but it, it's it seems like we're kind of getting back to the same old, same old. Um, I haven't heard or seen Vice President Harris at all, to be honest. I don't even. Since the video where she called freaking Joe Biden, she said, we did it, Joe. Like, that was literally the last thing I heard from her. But this is facts. I'm so glad that I don't have to look at him every day and hear about this kind of stuff. It's just so draining. But I will say it is draining having people be like, oh, look at this. This is what you voted for. And have it be something that's number one, completely not factual. Or number two, something like this, where it's like he almost threw himself under the bus. Like, why? We can't keep defending you. Um, I agree with the comment there. It is nice to not see Trump's face every day. It, that was getting that was getting old fast. Uh, right. I think we all feel much better about that. Um, if she's been with, well, again, see, here's where I'm at. Uh, Kristen says she's been by Biden's side. Lots of pics with her and Biden. But so like, I feel like there's not like a lot going on. They're not really. And that's not a bad thing necessarily, but the one thing we do have is this crisis thing. And we're just, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing to, um, it's a weird thing to take a, a, an oddly aggressive stand on for absolutely no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, well, yes. Uh, and we're, I think we're all looking forward to, you know, whatever happens with, Donald Trump and and the riots. I would love to see something come of it. I don't think that's actually going to be reality. Unfortunately, I think the Republicans are going to stuff that enough that that'll never come to light. But you know, look, if the worst thing we have going on is this border crisis, okay. You know, again, like I said, uh, Roberta Jacobson and uh, last week they they sent the generals down there. They got a beat on it. They got a beat on it. So let's see what happens. But. Just call it a crisis, big guy. Well, I also wanted to ask you what you thought about this. I'm looking at this article right here. It was published on March 17, 2021. It says 21 Republican-led states sued Joe Biden over the Keystone XL rejection. And I just want to get your your thoughts on that because I just feel like you've got to have a lot to say. Um, say that again. 21 Republican-led states are suing Biden over the Keystone XL rejection. Right. And they finally admitted that it has not been made, that it is not there yet. Well, that's funny. Yes. So, you right, of course, you first have to acknowledge that, no, that that it's not uh, a thing and that you weren't paying less for gas because of it. And that that's not mm -hmm. the reason why gas prices are up. And they are up. And I don't like paying higher gas prices either. Believe me. Um, somebody already said to me, right. Hey, thanks for voting for Biden. Now the gas prices are up as if one thing has anything to do with the other. I Absolutely. mean, if you, <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking about, don't speak, don't tell people stuff. You don't have to weigh in. You could just be like, Biden sucks. Yeah, that'll do. Don't start making things up. If you don't know how it works, it's okay. Not everybody does. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, look, the, the Republicans, I, I don't understand the, the 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 reason for the lawsuit. Like, you're dying to have a pipeline run through the middle of the country along, On like, the Mississippi River. Land, right? I don't and know. I, 
to my understanding, we don't even own the land that they're trying to put it on. It's like native land. It's like we right. don't own well, that. We will if the right president's in office, because you'll just, you know, do what Andrew Jackson did and be like, you know how your spot is here? Mm. Now you're going to have to take your crap and go over there. You can't do that anymore, can you? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You heard it here first. I we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> Again, look, we need to get beyond coal and oil and gas. And obviously in states where those are the pipelines to the country, like in Alaska and in Texas, they don't want that. And in West Virginia, they were bring the coal mines back. I want to die 52 like my dad did. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <Me>. Why? <laughs> Why do you guys want to die young of black lung when you can get solar jobs? Um, apparently, this is something I read recently was many years ago. They were promised that they would be taught computer skills. Mm -hmm. And everybody got trained in, in, in computer skills in West Virginia. True story. And they were like, where's these computer jobs going to be at? And they were like, Arizona. So now they said, now we are unemployed coal miners slash computer programmers. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to, <laughs> if you're going to teach these guys, the solar panel industry, you're going to have to figure out a way to get all the companies that do solar panels into those yeah. cities so that they can bring those people back to life. That's how this works. And this is why, and again, I think people get a, a little worried when the government gets involved, but how do I ensure that if I say I'm going to make new green jobs in, in West Virginia, that the companies that are getting the money in the grants don't bring mm -hmm. the jobs to Arizona or Florida where maybe there's no income tax and it's to their benefit. So that's what happens sometimes. You, you, you try to, you try to help these people out and, um, what happens is it ends up blowing back up your face. And that's that's bad. So right. the, the Republicans, I, I, I feel like in many ways, Victoria, because it's a losing battle and it's been for many, 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 many years. But you got to fight Joe Biden. It's got to you got to give the appearance because and I get all these, you know, as a Republican, I, I get all these emails and it's like, do you want the liberals to make oil expensive or do you want a Keystone Pipeline? Uh, for $10, like, no, we're good here. Let's not do that. Let's not destroy this country any more than we already are. Right. I don't understand it. I mean, but I don't that... understand it. I, I Look, again, Victoria, I, you have, I, I unfortunately believe, and I don't like to insult people's intelligence, but a complete denial of how science works and the oh, history of the yeah. world and, and, and how climate, what, when, when people yeah. say it's snowing out, climate change, do you not know what a climate is and how that's different from actual weather? Those are not the same things. Having a snowball in your hand, like, you know, late spring does not mean climate change. Those have nothing to do with one another. Weather patterns are... Uh, I, but the entire I don't have time for all California, this. I can't explain all fire. of this, but... Right. That People does. have a fundamental misunderstanding of how most things work, and they form their opinions based on that, and then they tell everybody else how to think, and they do. No pipe over here. <laughs> Anti-pipe. 
we don't. So here's the other thing that people don't understand. The oil isn't going to us. The oil is being transported down to Mexico and then shipped out. Hmm. It, that's not meant for us. It's just, just meant it's to like be a, manufactured and sold elsewhere. Again, people are so dumb. They don't. They just don't know anything about this stuff. But if you read about like it, then you would know. <laughs> like it is going to be this big, giant slide, pretty much. It's going to look like a abandoned water park slide covered in graffiti in like two years. And that's what you want? That's what you're fiending for? What's good with that? What's also, up with that? I think the last thing most Republicans want to be aligned with is slimy corporations destroying the environment and poisoning the water. They don't want that. And I'm not sure why their party continues to fight for that. Let's get all, let's get all these people off unemployment and off well, health insurance. It seems insurance. like they do want that. It seems well, like that's what they want. Like well, <laughs> It's a, it's an interesting thing. I have this conversation with my mom, who's still a very hardcore practicing Republican. They want to kick you off your health insurance. Why are like, you cool with that? Yeah. They want to poison the water. They don't want kids with special needs to get the help that they need in school. Why right? Why are you voting for that at the end of the day? And 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 here's the problem, right? And we talk about this all the time, Victoria, that the Democrats just say really stupid things. And they oh, tend yeah. to focus because they're trying to be super inclusive. And then by doing so, they just make the differences stand out even more. And they make people resentful of one another. So you can have the status quo where things are just slightly awkward. Or you can have the Democrat liberal way where things are going to get a whole lot more awkward and you're going to be apologizing for a lot. That's the way people are starting to see this. And it's not it's not good for business. The, the Democrats, I mean, my entire lifetime have just done a really poor job of communicating Messaging. to the they just it's not good. Again, I can't think of anything dumber than defund the police. That that might be yeah. after the election, they had a huge you know, caucus meeting and everything. We got to stop. Yeah, you got to stop saying that. That's stupid. Especially That's a when stupid so thing to say. We're going to defund the police. How easy was it for any relevant? Like, they want to get rid of the cops. Well, no, that's not quite what we mean. Well, that's what it sounds like. And it's what people heard. And people reject that notion. What is this, some kind of like liberal fruitcake thing? Like, we won't have any cops. What's everybody just going to be nice to each other? <laughs> No, that's not going to work, even in the craziest socialism well, utopia. That's the thing is that nobody is rooting for that, and that's the problem, <laughs> is that nobody <laughs> thinks that. Like, everybody knows that we need to have some kind of law enforcement, but when we say defund the police, like, obviously it means spread out the funding. Like, we don't need, you know what I'm saying? You get it. Demilitarize. That was the word. That word exactly. hit the spot. We need to demilitarize the police. They don't need machine guns. They don't need to show up. They don't need to show up on a domestic call wearing body armor. That might be slight overkill. But again, they come up with these stupid terms. And people, when you hear people talk about liberalism being a mental disorder, it's because of. You know, I, I remember we talked about this during the election that uh, Liz Warren, before she dropped out of the election um, on her website, 
she literally was fighting for the like 700 people, transgendered people in jail who wanted reassignment surgery. Mm. It's like 700 people. Th- like that's the topic of the, like that's, that's what you want to make that a focus of the election. Right. Really? It's like, okay, like you're, you're nice, but it's like, okay, we don't need to be doing this right now. Like there's so many other things that we could be focusing on. It's so easy for Tucker Carlson to look at a a bunch of, you know, 50 to 75 year old white people and be like, this is what the Democrats care about. They want to take your tax money and they want to give convicts decks. Like People are instantly like, yep, these liberals, so dumb, so dumb, always up in everybody's business. Meanwhile, you better not have an abortion um, because they don't see the hypocritical nature of what they're talking about either. It's, I don't know. I also kind of wanted to bring this up because I feel like we're kind of on the conversation. I want to talk about cancel culture for a second because I just feel like that's everybody's hot topic. Everybody wants to talk about cancel culture and everybody hates cancel culture, especially Donald Trump. He hates cancel culture, except for when he's the one doing all of the canceling. Like, you know what I mean? Like Donald Trump can cancel anybody that he wants. Donald Trump canceled the NFL. He just canceled it. The entire NFL. He couldn't just stop at Colin Kaepernick. He canceled the NFL. I watched people (laughs) burn um, jerseys and equipment of their favorite football team. Money that they spent. Their hard-earned money that they spent. Thousands of dollars. Tickets and all. Right? All the stuff that they paid for. for And the president was like, the NFL sucks. And they were like, burn it. But you're going to get mad when we want to take a rapey skunk out of a kids cartoon like are you for real for real for real for real like are you serious like y'all are sitting here actively trying to cancel cardi b for her grammys performance when she's a no what children watch the grammys well all right (laughs) here's here's the funny thing um about some of this uh when it comes to like eminem this is another great example of this cancel. Nobody's culture. even trying to cancel Eminem. I have not seen that anywhere. But even if they were, you're 20 years late to the party because we already had this conversation when he first came out, whether that was appropriate or whether that was artistic or misogynistic or whatever it was. We already, we already went through it. it. Like, and it what we decided at the time was, if you liked it, you would listen to it. And if you didn't, you wouldn't. I mean, you can't control what everybody likes. I don't have a problem with companies making the changes that they're making. If they want to just include all the potato head pieces, I'll be honest. That saves me from having to buy two potato heads, Mr. And Mrs. I could just switch the pieces up back and forth. Uh, nothing, you know, these are the same people that were also pissed when Aunt Jemima, uh off the syrup bottle, they they got rid of the um, uh, the old black lady on there. Like, what? How how could you get, how could that, why does that bother? It's a company decided to get rid of it. Why do you care? Right. It's like, honestly, and it's like, if you didn't see the problem in that. Well, sure. I mean, Jemima didn't own the company, baby. Let's talk about that. (laughs) I mean, listen, I I think people have to get over 
uh, people have to get over this idea of when when things change like that. That means something bad's gonna happen, you know? Right? Because it's not. I mean, right? I would say. I mean, I I, I want to say the micro the term microaggression goes back to the seventies, as I was reading on this a little bit, right? Um, you know what a microaggression is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, just so everybody's on the same page. Um, I didn't know what that meant until recently. And I found out what that meant and what a microaggression was. And I thought about how many times in my life, right. As a, as a dominant white male in America, like I just do what I want kind of thing where I saw someone disrespect, um, a woman or, uh, uh, any sort of minority person and you know where someone was offended be like ah, they didn't mean it like excusing people's behavior mm-hmm. um because i just had never really it had never really occurred to me and we have a really great uh, podcast uh called the podcast system uh with lovey who um is a black woman married to a white jewish doctor in vermont with biracial children and she sees racism on the daily and she did an episode about microaggressions and I'm her editor uh, as well. I edit a lot of podcasts for fun in my spare time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I sat there crying about it. I, she was explaining similar. I mean, she lived uh, very close to where I lived uh, for a long time and I very well could have come across her at, at any point. Um, she's friends with my wife. So, uh, you know, there's obviously a, a, a relationship there. And as she was talking about places and restaurants I had been to and where she felt um, she had been slighted because of her race, that I remember being in situations again where I've allowed that sort of thing to transpire. I didn't know that was wrong until somebody pointed it out. Um, And so when I hear people talk about like virtue signaling, you, if you could have sat here listening to what I listened to and had the reaction I had to, I don't like when people suggest that my progressive uh, feelings towards race and equality are anything more than what I think any normal human should think. Right. I think, I think the idea that I am pro pro race, right. That, 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 in some way is like sort of the more that's that's considered being progressive i believe in equality that's progressive what are you what does that mean for you i i have to identify as being progressive to believe in equality for everybody in this country i think that's i think that might be victoria the number one problem that we need to deal with in this country Absolutely. And we're even still seeing it. Like, it's not even just like the microaggressions, because of course it's that, but that's almost stuff that people can get away with, like on their daily lives and stuff like that. And it almost gets like pushed under the rug. You know what I mean? So there's that, but then there's this whole other pile where it's like, right now we're dealing with so many Asian hate crimes and stuff like that. And it's just like this whole other thing 
because of somebody like Donald Trump with this whole Chinese virus. And I'm still seeing stuff to this day of people calling it that. Meghan McCain just apologized. She just came out with an apology for calling it that. Like you couldn't have said anything a little bit sooner before seven Asian women literally had just gotten murdered. But it's like this kind of stuff is unfortunately being so normalized now. And it is so crazy that like we are like this is progressive like that is so insane it just feels like we are regressing as a society so much like what are we in the 1950s where like you can't even own a business and be asian and not worried about getting murdered like what's good well uh, the whole idea behind make america great again seemed to be some sort of throwback to the 50s as as I understood it, which of course was pre the civil rights movement. Right. So when you, and again, this is why when you're like, how is this racist? Well, when you're referring to the good old days as before, you know, black people had equal rights in this country. This is why we start throwing that racism word around that you guys get so crazy about. That's literally the reason. That's the well, reason. Amongst other things, but that is a big one. There, you give us so many reasons, but that is definitely one. But listen, a lot of people believe in the status quo. They just want things to be the way things are, right? They go to church because, you know, you just, that's what you do. We've always done that. It's a tradition in our family. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, you know, Victoria, I guess the question comes down to, you know, does the government have the right to interfere in a local jurisdiction in any town USA and tell people that they can't be racist or that? I mean, because you see it in every nook and cranny in this country. Somebody doesn't want some group or hates some group. The what you know, it, it what's happening not with Asian Americans is so unfortunate, you know, uh, not to make light of it, but again, if you're if you don't like Chinese people, stop attacking Vietnamese people. Um, they don't all look the same. Um, it, it, it's shocking that, you know, that there are people who, you know, after 9-11 are like attacking like uh, six who are the people that wear turbans who are not Muslims. Um, you know, again, just a fundamental ignorant misunderstanding of how things work leads to hatred and it leads to anger and it leads to animosity and it leads to division and i don't i just don't hear enough people talking about the common ground and how we move on as a country right away the right-wing media just starts digging in and peppy lepew and mr potato Head, and it's like the idea that the country is moving forward shouldn't scare anybody it's not meant to it's just meant to say that everybody that felt weird before and didn't feel like they were part of it, they can be too. And they just don't want to be judged for it. Who cares? Right. Just, who cares? Just let it go. We got to stop. Like we got to stop making everything an issue. And that's what people on the right complained about for four years. Right. And they were right. Sometimes they were wrong and they were covering for the president in a lot of those situations. And I think if, you were to ask them on it honestly now they would probably admit it but fake outrage is stupid i i said it before it when when y'all were wearing the pink hats and screaming at the air that was dumb 
You know, me being upset that, he, you know, the Martin Luther King bust wasn't in the same place that it was. It was in another room. How embarrassing for the media when they when they butchered that story up. Fake outrage doesn't get anybody anywhere. Being upset about, you know, Ivanka Trump or Melania Trump or Barron Trump. What 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 did that do to fix the problems that were happening? I didn't like that fake outrage. I don't go, I don't get down with that fake outrage anymore than I'll get down with this stuff now. It's stupid. Right. And I just want to say, like, before you get so mad and you're like, oh, these people are trying to cancel something because you see one article, understand that it's probably not a mass amount of people that are really thinking that way. Like I'm saying, I'm pretty much as liberal as they get. I've never been like, we should cancel Eminem. Like, I, it's just not everybody thinks that way. So just if you see one article, not everybody's trying to cancel everybody. But I think that we should all understand that we should stop using that word in general because sometimes people who suck are just people who suck and they need to be called out because if we were so caught up on this canceled culture then we would never would have caught harvey weinstein or bill cosby or all of these creepy awful people if we were so caught up in this cancel culture like you know what i mean sometimes people really just suck and need to be out of here and sometimes ideas and concepts and theories are just dated and over with and we need to keep it moving um i want to share this comment from my good friend jared jones he said the more places you go and more people you meet the more you understand evil comes in all shapes sizes and colors it isn't exclusive to a race a culture or a political party there are lousy crappy terrible people everywhere your job in life, assuming things are going well, is to avoid all of those people uh, mm -hmm. as best you can. And hopefully you're tucked away safely in the suburbs. Not everybody. You know, it's funny. The other day, my daughter was on Facebook and somebody posted uh, basically an Amber Alert for a cow. And she thought that was hilarious. And I was like, you understand that some people live in the country. And so a cow just kind of wandering is you know, happens. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I thought about that. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I think, you know, my daughter's 17. I think a lot of people lack perspective. I say to people all the time, before you weigh in on immigration, I think you should ask the people in Arizona and along the Mexican border, what they think of the border crisis, because those are people who see that and live with that every single day. You know, we can have we can be outraged all we want about the border We're in Connecticut. We couldn't be any further away from it if we tried. Mm -hmm. So is that like the topic I'm most heated about? No, it doesn't really affect me necessarily. Right. Um, the numbers I see seem to suggest that these aren't people committing great and heinous amounts of crime. So I don't see them being a problem. The numbers I see is they bring in a lot of tax money. So. I feel like that's a good thing. They, because are they're illegal, they generally don't commit crimes because when you get arrested, you get deported. And so they, they try not to do that. So I don't know. It's, it almost seems like you'd want more illegal immigrants. It, it seems to me that the people that tend to do the most damage and the most violence are people who are homeowners and citizens already in this country. I mean, so let's get that sure. right. Or the president sometimes. Sure. A lot of That's people. Listen, 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 Bill Clinton, 
Bill Clinton, George Bush. There wasn't, there was, there was some things. There's always been things. Most presidents, there's things it's, it's a corrupt job. It's a corrupt world. We shouldn't be surprised by it. Um, I'm still laughing about that Oprah interview. The Royal family's racist shock face. Come on, Oprah, give me a break. You're shocked that the 98 year old prince and the 99 year old queen are racist. Stop. Stop it. Of course they're racist. Is it okay? No. Why do we even observe that bullshit at this point? I don't know. I mean, my God, we fought a war like 240 years ago to get rid of that crap. Why do we even care? But are they racist? Of course they are. For Absolutely. Sure. No sure. doubt about it. Yeah. Well, Let's stop to fake outrage. Who cares? If you guys want to have a king and queen, knock yourselves out. But... Uh, we we know what they're all about. It's it's a at, in in 2021 to worship somebody as a king or queen or as some sort of you're an idiot. You are really well, a they don't stupid even do person. Anything. They're just like you. There. Nobody has any sovereignty over you at all. Yeah, Zero. somebody else does it. Who's wait? What's the guy? What who's the person that actually like controls everything? Like, what's the name for that? Uh, dictator? No, you're wrong. Listen, you know <laughs> the person who actually like runs. For oh, the Britain. prime minister. Yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't it's, know that word. Yeah, yeah. it's fake. It's dictator. not even right. It's all fake. Uh, it's all fake. The whole thing. I mean, again, yeah. it's like it's if they're a ceremonial royal family. You know how much money they get a year? Like a billion dollars. Right, like for what? Like doing nothing, and like... right. Well, to do what? To embarrass the country every couple of years, and be racist. I mean, it, it, it's uh, as long as I've been a lot. My mom always was like really into those people, and I thought, even as a kid, I mean, I learned my U.S. history. I'm like, we don't need none of that. We're all set there on that nonsense. I, I mean, again, these are these are scandalous drug-fueled, greedy, viciously underhanded people, and they're held up as, like, heroes. And I just, I don't get it. Well, on that note, um, stop watching The Royal Family. It's kind of odd. And start watching more of us if you want to watch any more of our podcasts. You already know we're on Apple Podcasts. You can watch all of our other episodes if you miss them. If you're at the gym, if you're at PFIT, if you want to go on the treadmill and like listen to our podcast, if you want to drive in the car and like listen to my voice in your ears, that's totally what you could do. You can also find us on YouTube or at clovercrestmedia.com slash divided we stand. Also, Rob's show, I'll piss you off shortly, is live like right now. So make sure you tune in for that too. Bye.